What's up, guys? We are back with uh, Crying in Baseball, baseball podcast. I'm your host, Logan Mealy. Today, uh, I'm joined again by Ashton. Say hi. What's going on, guys? There we go. How are you doing, Ash? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Logan? I am chilling. I'm ready to talk some baseball. Uh, today, we're going to be covering uh, infielder free agents still left on the market. So, you know, people like, you know, McCann has already been signed and Carlos Santana is already signed. We're not going to touch on those. We might do a breakdown of those deals later on, but today is all about the unsigned. So, uh, Ash, you want to start us off with uh, JT Real Muto? Give us your thoughts. Yeah, so Real Muto right now is probably the best catcher in baseball, but uh, like him being unsigned this late, obviously pretty surprising. Everyone thought the market would be really high for him. He could just be waiting for the right deal, but like just when you look at him compared to McCann, who we said was a pretty good catcher, his war is significantly higher. And like with McCann, you could say that he was splitting time with Grandall, but still, like Real Muto is is like you, you don't see catchers like him hit the market too often. So I I and I don't see a perfect fit for him. I think honestly, he takes wherever the best money is. Um, I don't see. I obviously don't see him heading back to Philadelphia. I think a lot of people think the Yankees still could be an option. Uh, I don't know if I see that. I think the Yankees really are targeting either Bauer or bringing back Lemayhew. So I don't. I obviously I, every team wants an elite catcher like Rimito. It's just which team's willing to spend that much money on a catcher. Yeah, and, and I think a big part of it is the price. Because I mean. Uh, what what was what was McCann's contract? It was four years, forty million. Like that's that that's that's a that's a big contract for a catcher, and he's thirty. Like this isn't some young spry. I mean, he he he's still relatively young, but in the world of baseball, he's he's halfway through his career. So a four year, forty million dollar contract is really something and you know that brings into question what's real Muto gonna make because i mean he's he he's 29 he's he he's not you know uh, uh, uh again he's you know in his prime right now but you know he's nearing the back half of his career so i i i don't see i'm not sure how you feel about this ash but i don't see him getting more than four years same with mccann i feel like that's too much of a liability for teams to sign a catcher for more than four years now. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd agree. Uh, like what I said, like he's going to take wherever the, bus, the best money is. And it's like the, the original top team everyone thought Real Muto might head to is the Mets because they were looking for a star. Obviously, now with Lindor, it's less likely and McCann. So you think probably not. So you just have to think of a team that's desperate enough to give a catcher the amount of money that he wants. I mean that 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 kind of leads into like who who do you think is going to sign him? Do you have any teams off the top of your head? Like for me, I it, it sounds kind of crazy, but I mean the Braves. Uh, I'm not sure how much money they have to spend, especially considering Freeman's a free agent soon and they want him back. But you know, like the 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 Braves, they have their stars, but you know, I'm not sure how Real Muto would feel about a two year deal, but like a two year. $30 million deal to Real Muto might be the play for the Braves. You know, a team like that. Do you, do you have any teams in mind? See, personally, I don't see the Braves as much because Travis Darnell came there and had a pretty good season last year. Oh, yeah, that's and right, that's right. Of, yeah, and in terms of, like, teams, I think I, I kind of want to say the Padres, but they did just trade for Austin Nola, and he's pretty solid. So I, I'd assume he'd go to some 
higher market contender. But it's it's hard to say with like with guys there this late. Like no one really knows it's going to happen, especially in baseball. The the market's so weird right now that it, it's hard to predict like a perfect landing spot for him. Obviously, every team would like JTL Romuto, but not every team has money to spend on a thirty year old catcher. Yeah, and then uh, it, it seems like a lot of the teams that do that 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 are contending right now either already have catchers or just don't have the money for it. You, you think about a team like the White Sox. They're my central division pick this year. They got Grandal. That that's that's done. And you know, you you look at, you know, the the Dodgers with Will Smith behind the plate. Like their situations, all these top contenders seem like they have their situations in place with Austin Nola and the Padres. Or they just don't have enough room. Or like they're pursuing other options, like the Yankees, possibly going for a bower. We'll talk about that more in the starting pitchers video, but you know, it's there's it doesn't seem like there's too many obvious possibilities for real Muto. Yeah, honestly, a team that makes sense, I hate to say this as a Cubs fan, but the Cardinals with Yadier Molina gone, it, you gotta think that they're one of the two favorites maybe now for the NL Central, because I don't see the Brewers, the Cubs, or uh, the Pirates really competing this year. Yeah. So yeah. If, if it's between uh, them and the Reds, you think getting Real Muto would be a huge advantage for them. Uh, like, once again, with Molina gone, and they traded their top-catching prospect a couple of years ago to the Diamondbacks and the Paul Goldsmith deal. It's really just, are the Cardinals willing to give Real Muto the money that he wants? Now, do you, do you think that, because Molina's a free agent this year too, now do you think that Molina is a for sure not coming back to the Cardinals? I, I won't say he's for sure not coming back, but even if he was willing to come back, Realmuto is such an upgrade over him that it's that's true, literally, that's true. yeah, Realmuto's a franchise-changing signing. I, I don't think they're going to let 38-year-old Molina get in the way of getting a star like him. Yeah, you know, if that you know universal DH comes into play, that 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 kind of be where Molina slides in. It would seem. Or yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, I think I think that covers all those big catchers for us. You know, unless we want to talk about you know Willington Castillo or anything. Uh, so should we move on to first base? Um, well, yeah, just one more thing with the catchers. Of course, of course. Like, it feels like every year, catchers, they just, it's like the same four catchers that, like, they'll trade teams, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, Tyler Flowers could go back to the Braves, could not. You know, like, mm-hmm. all these guys, it's hard, it's hard to predict where they'll, where they'll end up. I think they're a good fit for almost every team, having, yeah. most of the guys are better and more defensive catchers. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I don't really think we need to spend any time on one particular catcher that's left besides Romito. Yeah, and, and, you know, I feel like that's a big thing with catchers nowadays is, you know, they are defensive positions now. They they, they aren't, you know, these, you know, you know Carlton Fisks, you know, like ba- baseball has changed big time. And for the catcher position, it's become more about pitch framing and analytics, which all, all of baseball really has uh, shifted towards analytics. But it's it's... When you're signing a catcher, you aren't looking at the home runs. You aren't looking at the hits. You're taking a peek at the average. 
but you know those wins above replacement and you know defensive run save that that's really how the catchers make their money yeah for sure all right uh first base oh uh, first baseman again it's kind of the same with uh the, uh the catcher position besides santana there wasn't really anyone who's that like worth talking about yeah there's some good platoon guys there with like mitch moreland oh, yeah. uh, i'm pretty sure fame signed back in japan i could be wrong i'll check uh, that for you yeah you know i think danny santana is kind of an underrated player in my opinion he came back with the rangers he's very versatile yeah like i think everyone that's left at first base is a platoon kind of flex player yeah like they, they can move around which is what you need today in baseball uh, let's see. It looks like we got uh Th- Eric Thames on the one-year deal with the uh Yomer. Sorry if I'm butchering this name. Yomeri Giants of the Nippon Professional Baseball League for 1.2 million. Yeah, so he's he he he's off in Japan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Thames uh used to play in Japan, and mm-hmm, he, he did. Pretty, yeah, he's I'm pretty sure he did not play well in MLB. Then he went to Japan, did play well, came back, and then had a good season or two for the Brewers. Brewers but, yeah. I guess it kind of makes sense for him to go back there and maybe get his stock up a little bit, or if he just liked moving there, like, good for him. Yeah, uh, uh, one first base I want to touch on very briefly is uh, Renato Nunez, uh, Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles had a surprise season this this past year. I mean, they they didn't make the playoffs, but, you know, they they, they came close. Like, it, it they, they weren't a last-place team this year. And you know, you know, he, I mean, a point seven WAR in a sixty game season, that's that's not bad. This is you know solid production from a you know designated hitter type of guy. Twelve bombs, two hundred fifty or two fifty six average. Like I, I mean, he'd be a solid pickup for you know a team not necessarily competing, but uh, I keep using them as an example. But like the Rangers, who you know, if they just want you know a veteran bat to fill in that DH slot. That's that. That's a Renato Nunez job. Yeah, and he's by far he, he's one of the youngest free agents left, right? So, and he's had MLB experience, and he's yeah, like, he's twenty six. Like, he, he did pretty well last year. You, you would have thought it would make sense for the the Orioles to try to bring him back, considering how young he was. Yeah, but I, I think once again, he's one of those guys where he'd make sense for a lot of teams. He's like mm-hmm. you could see him go to more of a rebuilding team as he is younger, or you could see him be more of a depth piece on a better team. It really it really is up to him and what team they're willing to give him in terms of contract. Yeah, that short porch at Yankee Stadium looks pretty nice then right about now. Yeah. All right, uh, any other first base you want to touch on before we move over to second? Uh, honestly, not really. Yeah, there, there, there's not a lot there this year. All right, second baseman. Let's start off with the big guy, DJ LeMayhew. Give, give me your thoughts. Uh, I think LeMayhew, he, he is a bit older, but he's one of those guys, like, he, he no matter where he goes, he's going to hit, right? Yeah. And him holding out this long, like, like I would blame him, but he deserves whatever contract he wants. Honestly. Oh, definitely. I, yeah, I still think the Yankees do kind of make the most sense to bring him back. Obviously, there's been rumors for the Dodgers that make sense, too. But it really, it's going to be whichever big market team bids the most for him. Yeah, he's uh he he's thirty two years old, so like, I a a big contract is not you, you know he he's not about to sign some mega deal. 
he's he's gonna sign a four or five year contract probably a hundred mil I, I could see him getting 20 mil a year um but yeah it's he he is going to a big market team and it in my opinion it really seems like the only two options are Dodgers and Yankees and it's just a matter of are the Yankees willing to pick him over Bauer yeah and like for as much as the Yankees have struggled with injuries and inconsistent play over these past two years, he's been the one constant in that lineup. Yes. Like they, he legitimately could have won as the MVP two years ago, and like he he's been worth every penny that the Yankees have given him. And I I really do, I personally think he ends back up with the Yankees because I don't think the Yankees get power. Yeah. All right, uh, and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think back to you know Colorado Rockies, uh, tw- 2012 to 2018. You know, won, won a batting title, made, made some All Star games. Like you know, he's he has been consistent for most, if not all, of his career. And I, I think that's what teams will be paying for is the consistency, the you know lifelong 305 batting average, like. That's that he had a three war this year. I mean, that's that for a 60 game season. That's good. Like, you know, like he's what, what, what teams will be paying for is what they will get with LeMahieu. Yeah. And once again, he's one of those guys that's pretty versatile. Obviously he's a great defender at second base. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when the Yankees had a hole at first, you also saw him play there and play at a pretty high level. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Now, uh, See Colton Wong, also a free agent. I, 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 Colton Wong, Cardinals. I great defender, great defender. I personally don't see him going anywhere else besides returning back to the Cardinals. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't. Obviously, there's a possibility for him to return the Cardinals. Uh, as as you said, he's a great defender. He's just too inconsistent of a hitter for. A team to give him a long-term contract, I think. Offense is a struggle. Yeah, I, I think he, honestly the Dodgers make sense for him too. If they're looking at Lemayhew, Wong would make sense potentially on a one-year deal. Yeah, yeah, to platoon at second. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other second baseman catch your eye? Um, Cesar Hernandez hit very well for the Indians last year. That's very true. I I think. Especially with Lindor now, Lindor now gone, I think that makes it less likely for him to return. Especially yeah. Because they got Rosario to replace Lindor at shortstop. I think Hernandez is another one of these guys who's versatile. So I, I think he is going to get, I don't think he gets a massive contract, but I think he gets a, a multi year deal uh, mm. to a uh, competitive team. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I could definitely see that. He, he, he's a strong veteran presence, and, you know, there's, there's, you know, what is he? Oh, he's not a veteran. What am I talking about? He's 23 years old. I've, no, Cesar, no, Cesar Hernandez is 31. Oh, 31. Oh, yeah, that was the debut. Whoopsies. Uh, you know, there's, he, he, he's just, he's just consistent. And that's, that, that's, again, what teams will be paying for. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in terms of teams that I think would be a good fit, like he's uh, once again one of those guys that you could put him on any team and, and it makes sense. Like, yeah, and be productive. 
Uh, I think potentially the athletics, mm. depending if they get pro far back. I, I think obviously the A's aren't a team to spend a ton of money, a ton of money, but the fact that Hernandez is lost lasting this long in the market, yeah. I feel like I feel like his price might be going down a bit, and I feel like the A's make a lot of sense for a guy like him. Do do they want pro far back? Because I'll pull up his he stats real quick. Well last year. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I remember he he was he uh dished over in some trade from the uh, from like the Rangers or something. I believe so. Or or the Athletics. He was dished. Oh, he played on the Padres last season. Uh, he was dished oh, yeah. from the right. Athletics to the Padres. I mean, still still a solid year. Two seventy eight BA. I has seven bombs. One point four WAR. I mean, that's that's solid. That's yeah, solid. That, yeah. Yeah, that was my mistake. The guy that Hernandez would be replacing in Oakland was Tommy LaStella, yeah. who also played last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, LaStella is also a free agent. Well, yeah. do, you, do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, obviously, as a Cubs fan, I'd love to see him return. But I, 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 I don't think he gets paid that much, even though he hit very well these yeah. past couple years. I think it was first with the Angels and then with the Athletics. Mm-hmm. But he, he he's older, so... Like it's very, it's so hard to tell with the market in the MLB because like certain guys get paid what they're worth and then other guys don't. It, it's just really hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, any other second baseman you want to quickly touch on? Um. Once again, it's kind of it's kind of these guys are like changeable with teams. Like oh, Johnson's yeah. a pretty good hitter, but oh yeah, I, I don't know if that's necessarily need to touch on him too much. No, yeah, I mean, Scope, He's he he's been like a consistent, you know, kind of, you know, he has a little bit of pop and can play, you know, a a a, a good second base. There's there's nothing too special about him, which is you know kind of the problem. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, let's let's start off at third base with Justin Turner. Um, in my eyes, nowhere but going back to the Dodgers. Yeah, I feel the same way. Unless he goes like to an AL team to DH, but he could stay yeah. in the NL if they keep the universal DH rule, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, but I, I just don't see him in any other uniform except the Dodger uniform. Obviously, he wasn't a Dodger to start his career, but I, I feel like he's a guy that's kind of like a lifelong Dodger now. Yeah. No, I I, I see that. I'm not sure if he's a if he's getting a statue, but he's definitely a lifelong Dodger. Um, what a, a very curious third baseman I want to touch on is uh Jake Lamb. Now, Lamb had a bad start of the season, he was with uh Diamondbacks at the start and just got dropped off, picked up by the A's, had a good second half. He he hit a couple bombs, he he did he did fairly well. Now, what I'm curious to see is. Will the teams pay him for, you know, post-trade deadline Jake Lamb? Or, you know, because he, I mean, he, he was good post-trade deadline. Went to the A's or, or trade deadline or whenever they picked him up. But uh, I, his situation will be very interesting to see. I, I don't see him getting anything more than a one-year deal. But the question is, is that going to be a minor league contract or... A major league contract. Do you, do you have any thoughts? Um, it's hard to tell because he was asked if 
fill obviously a pretty big role when Matt Chapman got hurt. That's when they picked yeah. him up. I think he's a, another great platoon guy. Obviously, he destroys right-handed pitching, but I, I, I honestly, I could see him getting a major league contract. Mm. Obviously, think he would, considering he was. He, I'm pretty sure in the three holes during the playoffs for the A's, but he did. Yeah, I, I still think there's a possibility that he's one of these guys that dies since Mark and ends up getting a minor league contract. Mm. Yeah, I see that. Do you, do you, do you have any thoughts about teams? You know. Obviously, he'd probably platoon with some like some some team. I, I don't see him as an everyday third baseman. Um, what will do? You, do you see him going to a contender, a rebuilding team, a platoon guy? What, what do you see? Um, see, I, I think if he gets a major league contract, it might be for a more struggling team on a one year deal, and yeah. once again, be flipped at uh, the trade deadline, but. Uh, I think, obviously, like with any of these guys, there's a chance that they can go anywhere because every team needs these depth platoon guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I him as a nice veteran piece on a younger team that's kind of up and coming. Uh, I don't really have one team in particular, but I, I think he, he's a good fit in most places as a platoon guy. Yeah, and you know that, that's the thing with, I feel like this free agent class, the thing is that there's a lot of guys who's just going to be traded at the deadline. They're going to sign a one-year deal, trade at the deadline. They're going to be right back where they are right now, one year from now. Like, you know, pe- people, I feel like, you know, Brock Holt, he'll sign a minor league deal with a, you know, rebuilding team. He'll he'll, he'll go to, you know, the Pirates or someone. Pirates will flip him at the deadline for a pair of prospects. Neither of them too good, but, you know, uh, they'll, they'll dish him out anyways. He'll go to a contender. He'll platoon for them, and you know that's 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 going to happen with you know Brock Holt and you know a, a Hanser Alberto, a Jason Kipnis, you know a Mitch Moreland, like the, those kind of people. Do do you see any of them signing anywhere and not being traded? Like like do do you have the same perspective I do? No, I, I do have the same perspective as you, but I, I do think some of these guys will end up on contending teams and then just mm. stay there for the whole year. Okay. Like, I, I feel like Todd Frazier every year is oh, yeah. straight. Uh, I think Marlon Marwin Gonzalez is another one of these versatile guys who could help on one of these contending teams mm-hmm. for purposes. Yeah. But yeah, there's no one like here that I think is like guaranteed worth a, a whole like. Like you commit to him being your starter for the whole year at the position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, any other third baseman you want to touch on quickly? Um, honestly, not really. I think maybe Michael Franco because he was when the Phillies first brought him up. A lot of people thought he had so much potential. Went to the Royals last year. wasn't terrible. wasn't very good. Uh, I think he's another one of these guys that I think maybe he gets a major league contract from. Uh, another maybe not so great team like he did last year with the Royals just to see if like the hype he got as a yeah. rookie is worth it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't see him doing much anywhere at this point. Yeah, I mean he, he spent, you know, five years with the Phillies, went to the Royals in twenty twenty. But yeah, uh yeah, that's I feel like that's that's all we can really say about these third basemen. All right, uh shortstop. Uh Marcus Simeon, okay, he, uh, I believe in 2019, he finished in third for the MVP behind, I think it was like Trout and and probably Mookie Betts or someone. But um, I'll check that right now. But, I mean, 
that is a solid quality guy right there. And there's, there's, oh, it was Mike Trout, Alex Bregman, Marcus Simeon, all AOS players. But, um, you know, he, he, he is just, he seems to be the embodiment of, you know, just, just give the prospect a new, a new team. Cause he started off with the White Sox, didn't do so hot. And then traded to the A's in the Jeff Samarja deal, I believe. And, you know, he, he, he kind of grew out of this shell. Like, like he became a solid player. He had a down year this year. But, I mean, I feel like when, when he signs, he will sign for, for what he was in 2018 and 2019. What do you think? See, personally, I don't, I don't see him getting a big contract. Uh, I think I, maybe not a, I honestly see him getting a one-year deal for a team that's not as good. Like, uh, I, I hate to say it, but like a veteran presence. But he, he, I think he can be that productive player that yeah. he was to go you know, maybe not that level. But for most of his career, he's been a very average player. So I don't think teams are going to pay him for that one really big year he had two years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think he gets a one-year deal with maybe not the best team, but to kind of prove what he's worth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, another shortstop, Didi Gregorius. I feel like he he he's fallen off the map a little bit. I was a big fan of Didi when he was in New York. He took over Jeter. He took over Jeter's spot. That was that's a responsibility that not a lot of people would be able to have. And you know, I I I thought he did a, a decent job. I thought you know those New York fans would have torn him alive. If he sucked and, you know, he, he didn't, he, he was a solid player and, you know, he, he went to the Phillies for a little bit, but, uh, what, where, where do you see him now? Do you see him returning to the Phillies? Do you see a multi-year contract? Cause he, it, 10 bombs, 284 average, 1.2 war. That's that, that's solid. I mean, I mean, an OPS of a two seven like that, that's, that's good. Where, where do you see him going? Uh, personally, first of all, I would not say he replaced Jeter. No, no, no one replaced G- No one replaced the feeling of Jeter, but but at shortstop he replaced Jeter. Yeah, I know what you mean, but uh, I think yeah, I gotta think about it. Than I thought he did last year. Mm-hmm. I think it is possible he returns to Philly. I don't. I don't really see any of their prospects coming up and overtaking that spot. Mm-hmm. But it, the Phillies really haven't done much this offseason. I, I think Gregorius brought back on another one-year deal is more than okay, especially yeah. for how he did last year. I think a full-year DD uh, in Philadelphia is good for both sides. I think he's hits 20 bombs and uh, maybe not that 284 average again. Once again, it was in a smaller sample size and his career average is much, much lower than that. But he obviously hit well enough to get a one- to two-year contract for most teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, real quick, real quickly, we'll uh, touch on our last one, uh, I think. Uh, Angelton Simmons, I mean, perennial gold glover, um, just a, a really a, a really good player, uh, four-time gold glove winner, platinum glove winner, Wilson defensive player of the year. Like, this, this man is good. He doesn't hit for pop, but he hits for contact, and he plays the best defense there is in the majors. What do you think? Uh. So Simmons didn't hit a single home run last year. He no, yeah. didn't have that. He didn't have that many at bats. He's never really been that pop guy. Yeah. 
I think you can never under like like undervalue how good he is defensively because yeah. I know a lot of people like to look at uh, War and you see how good he is like how high his war is even though he's not the best hitter. Uh, I think he's not a guy. I think he is a guy that could is going to end up getting a multi-year contract from a team. Mm-hmm. I, I I think the Brewers make some sense because I don't. Oh yeah, I, I see don't that. Think, I don't think there's necessarily a competing team that needs a shortstop. Yeah, I mean maybe besides the Phillies, but I won't even consider them to be. Yeah, I mean they, they got DD right there. I mean that's not. Yeah, uh, I could see Simmons returning to the Angels. I guess. Uh, I I really do think he makes some sense for the Brewers because Oswald RC has been a big disappointment. Yeah, I think I think he's a guy. He, I don't think he's gonna get a lot of money, but I I think he is worth a decent amount of money, especially uh, with what he can do defensively. And yeah, he, like I hate to say, prototypical leadoff hitter, considering the game has changed so much that it's not just average and still on bases but mm-hmm. he's a guy that he can really get anywhere in the lineup and yeah. hit first off can get on base a decent amount yeah all right i think that's that that's gonna do it for uh this episode of crying in baseball baseball podcast uh thank you ashton for hopping on uh we'll uh talk about the outfielders pitchers coming up soon and uh we'll do a team by team breakdown in a in a upcoming uh thank you for listening uh see ya